pardon my French. Um, it's the Heavy Old Podcast. I'm Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck. Tom's back. Hey. That's why I feel so cool and casual. Bro, I'm so warmed up right now. I don't know why, but huh. I am. It's because you moved down south. You literally live in a different climate now. That's I that's do. why you feel warm. Just, this guy always got to rub it in uh, about the, the, the brutal winter, the brutal truth of the winter here in New York, man. I already I exhausted my black metal collection. I'm, I'm back to listening to blackened death metal. Uh, for the winter, you know, until it gets till until it gets warmer out, and I can just you know dust off the old grindcore stuff again. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah, it is warmer down here, you know. I did a a pub crawl in December, and it was seventy two huh. degrees. Beautiful. Oh weather. God. Um, good well, times. It's a little chilly now. I have to put a hoodie on, but uh, that's okay. So. So a pub crawl, that's like where you go to a bunch of different bars, one after the other, and at the end of the night, none of them had bands playing. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's exactly it. That's weird. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, my brother-in-law was in town, and uh, he was just looking for... Savannah, I, it is I a know. party city. It is not, I know what not a pub copyright is. party city. It is, it's very much like the... Uh, it's little Nashville. It's little Louisiana, New Orleans. There's a lot of party in here. I've heard things. I've heard good things. My buddy Jake, things. who uh, I go to the Black Metal Book Club with, he's uh, he's an army man, and he's lived in many cities. And he's told me in confidence that this city will make you drink harder than any other he's ever been in. Whoa. But you, you've been celebrating, like, what, six weeks without drinking now? Yeah, six or seven at this point. It's just it's just practice for myself. I mean, if we're going to, I mean, you never let it slow you down that Huntington wasn't known for drinking. You just were drinking up here. I was just drinking in the basement where we'd hang out. <laughs> That's all right. I drink, this is where I drink. You're looking at it right now. I have this, I, this is a closet behind me full of CDs. I stand up. Very, very like, like statuesque, so I can fit the door closed, and I drink by myself in the, <laughs> surrounded by CDs with the door closed in my closet. It's oh, a little awesome. ritual, bro. We need to get yeah. you a uh, one of those beer hats, you know, the beer helmets, so you don't <laughs> yeah, have to, that, yeah, you could have a little more arm space, and you could read the pamphlets and the thank yous. Now, yeah, I could put a little light on the beer helmets to free up my hands to open up cassettes and CDs and read right. the thanks list. You're absolutely right, man. I love Tom. This is why I got you on here as producer, man. You always know know what to do. You always got the little the little gadgets, man. Speaking yeah. speaking of gadgets, I got something I wanted to go through on the podcast here, Tom. Oh yeah. This is my um, father. Rest in peace to my father. Passed away last April. Um, uh, loved the man very much. He had a sense of humor, so I do joke around about certain things on the podcast. And he supported the podcast and my music. This is my father's tin box of uh, all the knives I found going through his belongings. <laughs> this is oh, all wow. the. Actually, no. There's still a few. There's still a. Pro- I, I don't think I cleaned the knives out of his truck yet. And there's a few knives in the garage. This is all of the knives I found in the house. Okay. Mainly, the majority of these came out of the bedroom. Um, this is like most of his. Na- now, I wanted to go through this quickly. This is like a traditional Leatherman multi-tool with the case. This is nice. This is. I'm going to keep this for like everyday use here in the office. I have 
A lot of them have, have a lot of them have ropes. Right. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them have that little knot, that little notch around your hand so you don't lose it. You know, for fishing, my dad was an avid fisherman, so you got that little. You'd be surprised how light this guy is too. This is a really nice little guy. This knife. Yeah. It's about. Probably about four inches or so. Very lightweight. It's got the little clip, belt clip, and he's got the naga hide, rawhide uh, strap there. That's a good one. That's my walking to the deli knife. Right. right. Um, nice little wooden, uh, what does this say? Carbone is the brand. Little wooden handle flip knife. That's kind of a nice, elegant knife. Yes, definitely. You know, for the rugged outdoorsman. There's a lot of these that are like thinner than your wallet, and then they they pop out, and they. Got, I mean these these are dang, these are like definitely something that I would never sneak into a prison or jail. No, that's while ta- that, while, that's while, a defense situation kind of. But I mean this like look at that you could probably fit that in a Bible or something, dude. Look at rough. that. Dude. Yeah, just rip the index out. One page. Um, yeah, and then this is a kind of hooked knife. Oh, right. Damn. <laughs> is that for cutting down bamboo while traversing forests? <laughs> a lot of these are probably for some way engineered for being easier to hit for him to use on uh, boats. Gotcha. Um, uh, Hilti. Um, Hilti expertise in every case. Yeah, man, this you know, is a pe- nice. People talk Milwaukee. They talk De- DeWalt. Not enough Hilti talk. Yeah, well, you got a little bit of it here, tough guy. I got that old little hilty folding knife with the thing. And you know what's funny? My cousin, when when my uncle passed away in Costa Rica, he had like a bowl. You know, some people have like a glass bowl on the coffee table, you know, with little knickknacks, matchbooks or something. It was all knives, sure. hunting knives and stuff. Our fathers were like, yeah, completely this, like like very similar guys, just born worlds apart. Another saw knife, another folding mm. knife with a saw with the Naga hide strap. Right. Survival. Smells like survival. (coughs) Yeah. (coughs) Pardon me. A little bit of dust coming out of this box here. Um, Another Leatherman folding saw knife. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip. Yeah. This is no. This is interesting. The shoe. The shoelace on the nail clippers. You know what that's all about? Nah. That is for. I know what to do with it, but. You keep it around your neck, and you and that's for like if you got to cut fishing line in a hot minute because to save somebody's finger or some something crazy's going on or you get knotted up that's to cut the fishing line that was my dad's trick oh okay the nail clippers yeah that makes sense tied around. Really nice yeah precise snip. yeah and then you got this one which is nice it's a folding knife that has a knife on one end and some sort of ice pick on the other just in case shit pops off yeah i don't do what the fuck who makes a knife with a, a big this is like a, a it looks like a spike the length of my pointer finger that pops off of this thing, man. That is... Yeah, you never know when you have to whip up a Tom Collins in a jam. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who Tom Collins is, but he, he better not... You better back the fuck up when this thing comes Bill out. Bill Collins' man. brother. Oh, is that is that what it is? I got... I got hold on a second, man. I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but I want to see if there's anything other... Uh, anything else of note here. This one... Look at the size of this thing, dude. This is cute. This is like a nice little... Like this is like the knife. If there was a a mythological, oh no, it's actually it's a little ca- it's a little leather case. Oh yeah, with nail clippers. All right, that's interesting. Okay, I don't know what that's all about. Now and there's clipper. 
bigger this is now this is the one this is like if there was a squirrel that was also some sort of warrior right. like it's a little leather sheath there and then it's got this is still dirty from my dad Check, check. It's Big Will, Heavy Hole Podcast. I'm here with Rob Wharton from Cognitive, making his third uh, repeat performance on the Heavy Hole Podcast. Welcome back, Rob. Thanks for having me, Will. Chicago Bulls, three-peat coming up right now, baby. <laughs> yeah, spirit of the 90s in the house right now, man. Um, well, we won't talk hip-hop until later. I want We're going to pick your, pick your brain on that. <laughs> Rob, Rob, welcome back. It's been since June 2021. I looked it up. That's when we had you and Harry on. I was just thinking about today. I was like, man, when did when me and Harry come on there? I felt like it was yesterday in the grand scheme of things. It was like a few weeks after you signed to Metal Blade. We talked about it, I believe. And then like a month before you dropped your most recent album, which is um, which is old news now. You guys are gearing up for something new that we're going to talk about and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you've done, you guys have done a lot since. I know like you toured with um, Fallujah, Analepsy. Um, who else? Who else? There was a, there was a lot of a lot Psychoptic, of Gorod. Yeah, that was right. Yes, yeah, Cycroptic, Gorod. You, you guys did a lot of things since the last time we spoke. But I, I don't think you've had a pretty solid lineup the last few years. No, I, I know you probably had a little help along the way as you always do. But no, no, we've definitely had the same lineup. We've had some fill-ins between AJ just not being able to tour a lot because he's got a kid now. You know, he's got the studio. He's got a decent job. Like, he just can't tour like that for our drummer situation. Um, I, we might have found a guy that's going to be just, like, the live guy, fingers crossed. You know, we've been looking for just a guy that's, like, you're going to play live. And AJ will do, like, one tour a year. And then, like, Harry had a gig where he couldn't tour all the time because he was, like, doing really well <laughs> money-wise. So we've had people fill in. But as far as, like, recording and really being everyone present, it, everything's been pretty smooth sailing. Which is hard with as much as we tour. Definitely, man. You guys have been getting out there. Like I was saying, I was just, you know, I was reviewing your social media uh, since the last time we had you on, and it was just like tour after tour after tour with with big respectable names you'd want to be on tour with. Um, any any standout moments? I mean, you guys covered a lot of ground there, man. Like, um, Psychroptic and Fallujah was just really special because, like, I love, like, on that tour too i was like man i forgot how important fallujah was to me like because like with me with tech death i'm super picky with it especially as i get older but they were somebody that was like really stand out and especially when they came out i was just like mind blown i was like what the fuck is this so seeing them again and like really hanging out with them every day and being good friends with them like i love them dudes personally and it reignited my interest in them because i you know sometimes you just forget how much like a band meant to you until you see it or hear it again and that was awesome psychroptic literally some of the best dudes ever and that's like me and harry wear that on our sleeve how much we love that band so we were just like fangirling every night 
And so you, that was really special. Gorod, uh, been friends with them for like 10 years and hitting the road with them was awesome. They're legendary. And then like being a part of Analepsy's first time here, which to me, they're like top five slam bands to ever do it. Yeah, uh, definitely, man. And one of the, one of the, like I said, a band you'd want to be out there on the road with, especially you guys. And Todd Stern was with Psychroptic. Um, you you probably know Todd from New Jersey, right? From from uh, known each other a very long time. A yeah, very long of course. Time. Yeah, I yeah, I love much love to Todd. Got to get him on the show himself one time. Shout out to Todd Stern. Not yeah, shout out to Todd. Not the first time he's been brought up here. I got to get him on himself at some point. I don't know that he's with Psychroptic. I think he might be working with Tombs sometimes now. I I, I can't keep up. He's with him. in Tombs as well, but no, he's yeah. he's the full time bass player for Psychroptic. Got he's, it. Okay. He's in Australia now, but when this comes out, he won't be in Australia. <laughs> All right, man. We'll track him down one way or another. We'll get the GPS on him. Um, uh, fair enough, man. You guys d- did a lot. You covered a lot of ground. Um, and you got you went. So I know a lot of this was United States. A lot of this was um, uh, uh, su- supporting bands doing like big North American runs. You, you did go to Canada though, right? Yeah, yeah. On the Psychroptic tour, we went to Western Canada where we had never been before. And yeah, we did some Eastern Canada, and then on the Analepsy tour, we had Eastern Canada again too. Now, so it was cool to get up there. I yeah, I'm still might one day. I had legal challenges for many years, and now I'm I just haven't been in a position um, where there was the right show offer, the right band I'm in to to do it the last few years. But I'd love to get up. Shout out to our Canadian listeners and all that sort of thing. Um, talk to me about Canada though, because I've heard that traversing between regions and between markets up there for touring bands, it's it's a little bit different than most areas of the United States. It's, it's like a lot farther between. That's I, right. I forgot you'd never been to Canada. That's crazy. Not, not uh, once, not yeah. once, no. Yeah, so Eastern Canada, you know, you, it, it's pretty easy for us to get in, you know, as long as you get in. But, yeah, when you start heading out west, like once you start getting into like the Midwest of Canada on now see we didn't drive just through Canada so like we played eastern Canada and came out and then we went west into America again and then swung back up but like it is very long drives between the cities there's not like a lot out there but it was really like just beautiful sights to see there's a lot of just trees and shit but uh some of them people at them shows were like I drove six hours to this show and I was like on purpose like like you you love death metal that much like you did it and they're like dude i do it all the time because like to them that's normal out there because wow. the cities wow. are so spread apart but uh the appreciation for the bands there where they're just like thanks for coming here nobody comes here it was uh it was wild to see that because you're just like you know especially us being a um an east coast band you know for us we're like oh we drive two hours and that's like farthest i gotta go where they're like yeah. dude i drove six seven hours it was like what huh. yeah that's yeah we could drive to philly like over you know after lunch um yeah inter- yeah interesting man that's what i've always heard about canada did you did you face any inclement weather up there you said you before you said the midwest of canada that conjured no, up some no, the bleak imagery canada, that, that whole time was incredible the craziest weather we had to deal with last year was what was that tour march or april with gorod we were in fucking salt lake city and it was like 31 degrees and they said it was normally 67 around that time Mm. the the roads were getting closed and everything the pass that you got to go through was all closed because of the weather and we were like 
it's March, April, you know, everything's going to be fine around then, huh. especially down south. And you also played um, the, what I understand, I think it might have been the last Chicago Domination Fest, right? Yeah, it moved. Now, well, now it's, I guess it's Texas. It's something to do okay. with Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was a, I mean, seeing Origin was awesome. I got to see Stabbing. Shout out to Stabbing. Um, there was a lot of cool shit to see that night. And, uh, you know, it was always cool to just see them kind of like super brutal fests. Yeah, man. Um, and sp- speaking of, of that, have you guys, I don't have, did you get overseas? Did you get to Europe or anywhere else? Uh, or pop up any anywhere kind of like intercontinental style um, since we last spoke? No. Because uh, no. I, I think we talked about Puerto Rico last time. That was probably before. Yeah, we before, did yeah. Puerto Rico. And we, we had been to Puerto Rico and Europe when we talked to you, but since then we haven't been over to Europe. Fair enough, man. Okay. so um, However, shout out by the time this comes out, more than likely our tour with uh, Analepsy and Party Cannon in Europe will be announced. Shout to Party Cannon. Shout to Shout party- out to Chris Ryan. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Shout him out. <laughs> shout to Chris Ryan. Good sport. Good sport. Listen, for the listeners who don't know, I did a whole episode with Chris from Party Cannon, and publicly apologized to him um, for a ill-informed uh, bit I did about Party Cannon. Man, much respect. Um, they can go back and listen to that if they want to laugh, and please support Party That's Cannon. I'm glad you guys are going over there with them. Um, and I, I highly recommend again. anyone going back to that because that's possibly my favorite episode. <laughs> it was, it was a little. I thought it was great because it was like you getting ready to step into the wrestling link with Stone Cold, and he handed you a beer, and you're like, you know what? I like this guy. It was a little. <laughs> it was, we got off to a little awkward start because I think we were trying to troll the listeners a little bit, man. But we got into it. It was, it was, it was all good, man. He's, I, I he's love a good that sport. episode. I told you. I texted you. I said, yeah, that was incredible. Um, well, you know, I tried to, there's a few episodes over the years. There was, there was, um, now I'm going to start forgetting people's names, but there's been a few episodes where I I apologized to people and gave them the benefit of the doubt after I had kind of made an ill-informed elitist decision as I tend to do. Rob, look at this collection of CDs behind me, man. You know, (laughs) I gotta, I gotta defend the title sometimes. Um, it's funny you said that because like I was telling Scott from Fallujah before I had ever heard Fallujah, you know years and years ago now i had kept seeing their name everywhere and i was like well if everyone likes them it's got to stink yeah because <laughs> i haven't heard it and <laughs> i'll never forget the uh brody from rivers and i was like dude you got to check them out i was like if you're going to tell me to check them out dude this is the time i'm going to go check them out so i got home and the next day put it on and i was like Holy shit, I fucked up not listening to this band. Good band. And I, I've been there where just people are talking about it. And, like, you know, I can imagine some people seeing the party cannon thing and being like, oh, this ain't metal. This is some goofy stuff. And I'm not into goofy stuff. I like my metal serious. I, I do. That shit ain't going in my CD collection, dude. <laughs> well, dude. And I... you come to find out, you listen more that you're like, this is legit shit. This, this is legit good shit. You just got to understand I'm a bitter old curmudgeon um and I if I had a time portal to the 90s where I could just trade demos in the mail I would take it um that that's you all still can there's not much more to me there's not much more to me than that um 
But but listen, there's there's something else. Your your guitarist Harry, um, he's he's been playing for Revocation. No, I see. I, that, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. He got he uh, he got lucky enough where Dave Davidson took notice of him. Um, I was like, yo, dude, like we could use some help filling in right now. Whatever you can do, if you can do it. Yeah, I I, so I support Harry doing it. How do you say no? You know. I was breezing your metal archives, and of course, I can't. I, I just saw that, and I said, oh, "All right, man, that checks out, man. That's cool." Um, yeah, definitely makes sense. Uh, you know, Harry's Harry's definitely a, a, a um, good guy to have around, especially uh, uh, for a band like that. And um, we we did, we haven't had Dave Davidson on in a long time, man. Shout out to those guys, man. I, I never got um, Brett or Ash on. I would love to get one of those guys on and pick their brains. Brett and Ash are still in the band, right? It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ash is. Yeah, uh, they yeah. just announced that they're doing. Um... Six or three inches of blood again. Okay, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, that was Ash's band prior to Revocation, right? I know they had yeah. a, they had a big following, man. Um, sick, dude. Yeah, I, I wish those guys the best, man. I'd I'd love to get any of them back on. Yeah, the, I'm happy the show for Harry. I mean, I, when he told me, I was like, you know, Harry's literally one of my best friends, and he's been in the band the longest. So of course, there's that little bit of you're like, oh fuck, I hope this don't fuck anything up for us. But <laughs> it hasn't. It it hasn't. He, he's doing everything he possibly can to do everything. And how do you how do you not get excited for somebody with that kind of opportunity? Yeah, they 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 you know if they draft him out, you know that's just part of the game, man. You know. Yeah. That's then you just get um you just get one of the guys from Wormhole, man. You'll be all right, man. Shout out to them, man. Good guys. I had yeah, shout out to Wormhole. I had those guys on a long time ago too, man. Good, great band, Wormhole. I've always enjoyed their music. A little diff, bit of a different take on things. Now, speaking of a different take on things, um, you put out the Rot Eternal single last july um i dude i i, I listened to i really enjoyed it um i do i even enjoyed the 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 last two minutes <laughs> <laughs> i even enjoyed the last <laughs> half that's too. a good disc yo you got you got sneak discs in your interviews now <laughs> Ah, come on, man. You got sneak this. <laughs> All right. I'm joking around. I'm joking. It's a good song. I enjoy it. Like- yeah, the Philly people are going to hear that. they like, yo, whoa, whoa. Got- yo, did you hear, did you hear Yeah, the yeah. Came look, Robert? look, look. Everybody slow down in the streets. All right. We're not trying to do the Long Island Philly thing. Um, uh, but no, look, I'm, I, I was, I was listening to it. I, 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 I had to blast you a little bit, man. But I know I enjoy it, man. And it's not crazy. But, um, it was a little, maybe unexpected, maybe a little bit like a, like a different turn for the band. I enjoyed it a lot. What I want to ask you about, though, is um, if it's okay to talk about the new album. It is. I don't want to pigeonhole the whole new album. Like, it's, it's not going to sound like that song, is it? But, like, does that maybe signify that you guys are branching out into some different territory? Is it getting a little more progressive? Is it more, like, you guys have always been a band with, you know, exceptional lead work and things like that. But is it leaning into that more? I don't know. Um. So, so first of all, because there was a lot in there that I, I do want to talk about, because I was really proud of that song. A lot of people were like, I wasn't expecting the ending. And, like, when I did that and I sent it to everyone, because, <clears throat> like, Harry wrote, wrote one riff in there and then I did everything else and I squeezed his riff in there. I was just like, yo, do you care if I put it there? He was like, yeah. And then when I came up at the end, I was just like, yo, this might sound like very, like, we just went from first into sixth gear out of nowhere. Like I get it. I was like, but I think that's what makes it cool. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like, why do I have to have some big elaborate transition into it? You know what I mean? Like some guys like, dude, and I respect it. I, like sometimes there's bands out there that find such clever ways to just change it up and Opeth being one of them. And that's kind of where I was going with that. But I was like, sometimes just the, whoa, that came out of nowhere is what makes it special. Absolutely. So that's, that's where I was going with that. As far as that bleeding into the new record, I don't really... In my opinion, I don't think it's a reflection of what the new record is or is going to be. Mm. I don't. That was going to be on the new record. That was the second song we had wrote for the new record. Oh, so it, it's going to be on the new record or it's not? No, it's not. That was written for the oh, record. Though. We were like, you know okay, what? Why don't we okay. just put this out by itself? It's fun. It's cool. And we got the I, I personally, I, I love the artwork we got for it. Okay, so uh, got it. So that's kind of a standalone single thing. I didn't yes. realize that part of it. Got it. So, um, and look, in all seriousness, just for the listeners, Rob and I have known each other many years. We there's a lot of ball busting. I do enjoy the song, including the uh, climactic final two minutes of it. I think it's a great progression for the band. Um, and and, and, and you sneak this me. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I had to sneak this. You wrote. It's it's all right. I know you'll get me back. If not here, the next time. Or, or or in person. Um, you always Not get you, you. Yeah, you always get me. In, I'll give you that, man. You always get me in person, man, in front of people. Um, uh, all right, let's not go there. Let's not go there, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to keep it professional. The new album. Uh, I guess if you're ready now, man. I mean, I was I was going to ask you. We were talking about this before. Do you want to talk about maybe the album title? Anything conceptually? Is there anything any beans you want to spill? Um, so the new record. The new record's called Abhorrence. What's that? Abhorrence. Abhorrence. Which is like abhorrence. Maybe that's my Philly accent. No, abhorrence. No, you were cutting up a little. I have have hoagies too, dude. I thought thought you said abuelo or something like that. No, no, no. No, abhorrence. All right, fair enough. There was no real theme behind the record. Um, It's actually the first first song, which is going to be the first single, is actually riff-wise, all the guitar stuff was written by our drummer, AJ. Hmm. He wrote everything except the last riff of the song, but I wrote all the lyrics and vocal patterns. So, like, there's some different stuff going on on this record about who did what and how we did it. Uh, Shane wrote a song on guitar. Is that all stuff that never took place before, really? It was always... Like, me and Harry wrote a lot of stuff. I write a little bit more than him, not out of because I want to. It's just I, I write more than him. Um, this is the, definitely the most he's ever written, I think. Um, he's got like three and a half songs on the record, maybe even four. But I- I've helped here and there with lyrics or like vocal patterns. But like Shane was just like, yo, I wrote this song. What do you guys think? We were like, this is sick. And AJ wrote this song. I was like, yo, what do you guys think of this? I think it stinks. We were like, this is awesome. All right, man. That's the- and and. Um, in terms of like I said, you guys did a lot of touring. Do you say? Would you say like all the touring you did and playing live? Did that shape uh, any of the new material? Were you maybe trying any of that out on the road, or was like the live element influencing the writing in some way? I don't think much influenced this new record. I mean, maybe the I, I can't say that the Fallujah Psychotic tour because of the time frame it fell in. When we were done, we were still writing the record, so we were like, for me especially, like I was like, man, I got to get back on my Fallujah inspiration. So I think there's a lot more like drone stuff, like ambient stuff on this record. <laughs> but 
like the Gorot tour was inspiring and so was the analepsy tour, but we recorded the record. The record was already pretty much written. We recorded it right after the analepsy tour. And we recorded Rod Eternal in between them two tours, the Gorod and Analepsy tour. But most of the record was pretty much written by the time we did them last two tours. So not to say that them bands like don't inspire us because I got a ton of ideas in my head watching them. I was like, oh, I'd like to do this, this or that. But these songs are already pretty much done. Yeah, no, I just even looking back, I know some some bands I've been in, like when the band first starts and you haven't played out much, you know, there's like the first album or the first demo. And then once you like do a few tours, it almost changes the way you write songs a little bit, you know, because you get used to the yeah, live element. Yeah, I mean, to me, one of the biggest inf- perfect examples that was like when Meshuggah and Tool t- toured together and then their records came out afterward and it was like, whoa, they kind of sounded like they <laughs> were touring together, which what, is cool to me. What's your take on Tool, man? They get a lot of, I think, I think unwarranted hate nowadays, and I'm not even a huge Tool fan. Uh, they used to be my favorite band ever. And I still think they're like insanely talented and super important to music. Yeah. Uh, especially for the level they're at. But I kind of just faded off with them because I was just like, like Mater now stands behind the screen the whole time. And like, dude, I like the theatrical element of it all, but I kind of miss him being out front and being the front man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that music's definitely hard to write and well thought out the way they write it. But I'm like, bro, eight years, seven years between records. I'm like, come on, man. It, it's tough, yeah. Like, I'm not a well-informed fan or, like, a, you know, a burned, like, ex-fan that's bitter or anything. So, like, I, I feel like I can't make any arguments. But, like, I, I just feel it's a little unnecessary, man. Like, people hate on Tool. And uh, I think, I've, well, I guess Primus gives people a good reason to. But, you know, I, I always respected Primus' uh, musicianship a little bit, man. But um, There's a lot of bands out there that, like... Uh, like, like, dude, as I've gotten older, it takes a lot for me to really not like a band. I can be like, oh, it's not for me, and I, but I get it and I respect it. But like some of these bands, I'm just like, like a lot of people don't like Meshuggah. And I can yeah, see why, because yeah. if it doesn't click, I'm sure you don't, I, I, you know, you're, you're old and grumpy. You don't like anything cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big, I almost saw Meshuggah. I like, I like the Nun EP. Uh, There's no Meshuggah back here, dude. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. But I was, this. I was. But, but, that I was, band did so much, not just for metal. I, music. I'll never dispute their like place in history and like respect. Yeah, for like them, like I, I had this conversation with somebody other day. I said I'm not even talking about metal music. They like that band was impactful across music, where jazz musicians are like, Meshuggah changed music. Like they they made this you know whole thing that like other musicians that don't listen to anything heavy are like, dude, like I listen to Meshuggah. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, I. My musical growth is kind of stunted at like devourment and squash bowels. So it's almost a, 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 a compliment to them that I'm not a huge like I get Meshuggah. I've I was I've been exposed to a lot of Meshuggah in tour vans and in rides with friends and stuff. I you know, but like it's it's just and I have heard like their first album you know, back when they were a little bit more on the thrash death metal side of things and stuff, dude. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that Metallica almost era of it. I'm not saying any of that is bad. It's just not a band that I latched onto at a young age. I saw them live at Jones Beach Amphitheater of all places along like they were like op- they were touring like opening for like three bands, like opening for like I think Corrosion of Conformity or some shit, like way back in the day. It was weird. And I was this close to seeing them with Whitechapel 
uh, and in flames right here in Huntington a few weeks ago, but um, Reeking Aura got offered that mortician show, so I couldn't go. And I was going to go with it's an open shame. mind, dude. It's a, it's a shame because I so I went and seen that the other day. I drove two and a half hours to go see that. Talk about or it. No, it's two hours. I drove two hours to go see that because I was like, these guys are super important to me, and I was like, I don't know how much longer they're going to be doing that stuff. Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and I went to see it, Will, and I don't regret it because the light show – to me, I still think it's the best light show out there, at a period. They sounded incredible, and I was just like, dude, like, I hope I see them 100 more times now, because I've only seen them twice, and I've only seen them with the elaborate light show, and it just keeps getting bigger. And it's crazy, because, like, that band means so much to me, but every time they came over, we would be on tour for the most part. Mm, yeah. So now I see them whenever I can, and every time I'm just like, this is so special, and I don't know what I'm going to do when I don't get to say I see it anymore. Damn. You really, you make me want to go. My one of my New Year's resolutions is to go to more shows this year, because I, well, you know, Mayo went and yeah. seen him, and he's not a big Meshuggah guy. Yeah. And I took him with me for his Christmas gift. I was like, dude, we we gotta go. And he was like, you know, I'll go. And he went, and he was just like, dude, you were right. This is like, well, everything's black, and they got the you know the banners that go in front of the cabs. There's these lights behind them, so you don't see anyone. And as the riffs like, dun 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 dun. dun the lights are going off and they're just standing right in front of that. So you just see this black silhouette in front of these banners getting lit up by the flash beams. And then it just explodes in and there's lasers shooting across the crowd like, like this. And then they're shooting up here. And then there's, it's just like, it's something that you would think that you would see at a stadium and you're seeing, like I went and seen them at a casino. That's that sounds fun, man. It was probably like 2000 cap room and it was like either sold out or close to it. Like that's impressive. How was in flames? I didn't see him, and yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or, or, or Whitechapel. Got that? Uh, I, 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 I have no problem saying it. I, I love Whitechapel. Um, I, 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 I love certain yeah. records more than the other ones. I really like their new stuff with him clean singing. I think he's sounds incredible, but. uh I was never an in flames guy, but just getting out of work in time and all, we didn't get there in time to just catch anyone. Like we walked in, we were there for maybe seven minutes, and then the sugar started. Yeah, I to be honest, I may have heard Whitechapel. We did a bit, I think, once where they played the like back when Justin and Tom were on the show every week. I think at some point they played me like one or two of these bands, like the the big deathcore bands. And I just, by way of what I'm into in my generation, like I, I couldn't tell you anything about Whitechapel. I don't, you know, I'm sure, and I do. They're, I'm, sure they're way bigger than any of my bands. Like I'm punching up if anything. I'm not taking anything away from these guys. Like they, they, they're doing something right. You know, I get it. Like, it, you know, it is was, but um, I honestly want to do maybe an episode one day where like I go through like five or six bands that are big that I never heard and just like give it. I, I was willing to go down and see that show and give Whitechapel a completely open mind and just say like, what's this about live? And, I, and I'll be honest with you, I did that with Gate Creeper. I went and I saw Gate Creeper. I think they were opening up for Hate Breed, if I'm not mistaken, like last summer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I'm not saying I hated on Gate Creeper. It was just a band, dude. You know me. I got my ears to like the demos and the gore grind and all. You know the obscure. I'm looking up bands from the '90s. I'm a, I'm an obscure head, and um, Gate Creeper was always on my radar. But you know, I just never sat down and you know, like actually try to try to really process it and get into it. And I I, I was like, here's a perfect opportunity. I'll see him live and take it for what it's worth. I was impressed. It was a great show, and I felt like. 
feel like, that I feel like I, you know, sometimes yeah. you're like, I, I don't want to go see this. I, I this sounds stupid. And like, like, I just discovered literally one of my favorite bands because everyone was liking it. And you know, I was being an old grumpy head too. And I was like, oh, everyone likes it. It probably stinks. And I finally checked it out with Sleep Token. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm not familiar with them. Uh, it sounds like Deftones, Meshuggah, and Hosier. Huh. Band, bands that have a Deftones vibe are a thing now coming back too. I noticed, man. There's a lot. No one's doing it. Like I mean, dude, these guys sold out Wembley Stadium in ten minutes. Oh yeah, well, I'm not, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know them, but um, yeah, I, I, I hear you, man. There's certain, like a band like Gate Creeper too, and them and um, Outer Heaven. Um, I was just. I was paying attention to different things, and you know how you like sometimes when but people are telling you to check something out, and bands are getting hype. Like you were saying earlier, you kind of reject it in a way sometimes if everyone's telling you to check something out because you're like you're like no, I'm over here with the demos, I'm over here with the split seven inch from 1989 or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean on YouTube with Ken's death metal crypt. Shout to Ken, you know what I mean. And then like when you finally do check it out, you're like, you know, this is pretty cool, you know. So I, I should have, you know. Yeah, you know me. You know I, I I understand I guess as being like like being them death metal dudes that are just like it's not for me. Like I get it, but to me, like I I don't see why what there isn't to like about Whitechapel. Like they got heavy riffs. Like them dudes love slam, like devourment and shit. Like them dudes know their fucking shit. You know they sound great. They've definitely earned everything they have. They worked very hard at what they do, and now they put out some of the heaviest stuff ever and somehow they put clean singing in there, which if you like tool, I think he sounds like Maynard very much. So uh, yeah. I'm like, wow. Like you, you, you crossed the bridge with it all. And I, I find it very interesting and well done. And like, you know, I I've heard them since them dudes were just starting out and to where they're at now. And like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm really excited on the newer stuff. You, you know, what's another band while we're having this discussion, um, I was pretty much unfamiliar for the, for the same kind of reasons with the Acacia string. And dude, I, and they've been, I know they're huge. They've been around forever. Yeah. Like, obviously they're like, you know, it's like I'm saying, I'm not saying this to disrespect anybody. It's my, it's, I'm talking about my personal record collection. You know what I mean? Um, and Exsanguinated last summer had, was very fortunate, very lucky. We had the opportunity to open up for them and Integrity and a bunch of, it was a great show down South. And I sat there and I watched a couple of Acacia Strain's um, songs. And I, what I really appreciate, I watched how the singer interacted with the audience. And they came across very grateful for the following they have. And kind of, they kept, they, it seemed like they were keeping in mind all the years that they were bringing with them of having worked up to that point. You know what I mean, man? I really. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I respected it, dude. Dude, there's awesome bands out there. I mean, like another Will, I don't know if you checked them out. Have you checked out Knock Loose yet? Um, that's a band that's on my radar, obviously, man. I th- I think I think they've been brought up on the podcast a few times, man. But yeah, no, I I, I, I haven't sat down with, a, with a, there's a lot of these newer hardcore bands, a lot of my younger friends are on too, man, and I haven't really given them the proper chance yet. Love I love that band. Love Knock Loose. Yeah. Yeah. I but know I they're next they're, time they're really comes doing around, it now. you gotta go. What's the other big one? That Pain of Truth, right? That's another big band out now, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I mean Knock Loose is on top of the world right now. Oh, I, I know, I'm, dude. This is to show you how out of touch I am with certain areas of the scene. And it's not saying that that band ain't bigger, not. I'm just saying like like Knock Loose is like on top of the world right now. 
But it's to show you that, like, Big Will's, like, hardcore information is coming from, like, a kid he smoked a blunt with three months ago at AMH, allegedly. So, like, no, no, I don't, you know. No, Truth's got something going on. I've heard the name before. I'm not going to pretend, yeah. like, I, I, like, know everything about them. I've definitely seen their name around. Um, no, yeah. Jesus Peace has a lot going on right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. Them I've heard. The, 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 they were brought up on the podcast a few times, man. Um, yeah, I got to dive into hardcore. I got it. You know what the thing is when Justin used to do a lot, Justin still does our graphic stuff behind the scenes, but he's not really on the podcast so much anymore, man. He used to bring a lot of hardcore and keep abreast of newer hardcore bands, um, back in the day. I got to maybe if, if not get him back on, ask him for some suggestions, um, to get into. Cause he was way more on top of things. Like he brought, I think he, that band Vane FM, they used to just be called Vane, right? Yeah, yeah. He brought them in very early on. He brought what Gulch was another band that got big for a while and then broke up, right? I, I don't Gulch. know if they broke up. They might have, but yeah, that band—that's the band I'm thinking of. They were really good. Yeah, Justin was very like ahead of the curve on a few bands from that era, from like a few years ago when he was doing the podcast more. Shout out to Justin. I'll try. I, I I'm just because I'm thinking that like, and shout out to all these bands we're talking about. Again, I'm not putting anyone down. I'm just saying like I got to get more into um, modern hardcore. Dude, it happens you know? where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna check yeah. it out, and then like. It's just so much. Stuff for the children comes on. You're like, why do I gotta go listen to anything new? I've got this. Like, yeah. it happens, dude. There's just yeah. There's there's so many great um, reissues of bands that broke up 40 years ago, 30, well 30 years ago coming out that I gotta keep up with, man. I'm, it's like I'm telling you. It's like I said at the top of the podcast. I'm in the 90s. I'm in the um the DeLorean with Doc all day, man. Me and me and Adam Rotel in the DeLorean looking up gore grind demos. <laughs> Oh God! I posted the Malignant Tumor um, de- demos collection from like '94 to '98 the other day on the IG. Man, that's how I spent New Year's. I spent New Year's Eve processing the gore grind. Oh God! Um, <laughs> you know, you know the life, bro. <laughs> no, thank God I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's terrible. You're like, yo, bro, listen, dude. I was sitting there and I was listening to fuck. Infected toenail, dude. And let me tell you, it was a great New Year, bro. I just couldn't the, stop listening to it. When midnight struck, the dude had the sickest pitch shifter growl. It sounded like a <laughs> toilet. It's fucking awesome. No, by midnight I was asleep. I, I passed out at like 10 p.m., bro. Like I, <laughs> three white claws in, I was, pfft, I was gone. <laughs> I'm joking for the listeners, man. Um, <laughs> no, nah, listen, I was just, I was not alone. Shout out to my cat. My cat was in the building. Um, uh, enough about my sad New Year's Eve, Rob. Um, we talked about your, uh, your forthcoming album, Abhorrence, on, yeah. on Metal Blade Records, um, we can say now, man, which sounds good, right? That must sound nice to hear. It's crazy. I mean, the last time we had you on, we asked you a little bit that, a little bit about that. You've been with, the, you, you know, you've been kind of under the Metal Blade um wing for for the last few years now the album's in development i you know it's like i'm not asking you to like spill secret like industry secrets or whatever the fuck but like you know i don't know if you want to like touch on a little bit like what it's been like working with uh a label like metal blade and like it's 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 got to be a little bit of a different experience maybe you know compared to it's it's definitely just like there's a lot of like it's got to be done this way. It's got to be done that way. It's got to be done this way. And not creatively at all. They don't mm-hmm. tell us that. It's just like, you got to make sure it's done this way. And it's awesome because it keeps everything reeled in and done, you know, a certain way, which has been awesome. Like, you know, it's definitely more meticulous and time consuming sometimes where it's like, okay, 
as well it has to be in this format and it has to be in this you know this style or this style the other and when it's done you know it gets sent to this person this person this person and it can be handled and it's definitely like whoa like now it's like that but it's awesome yeah man i'm i'm picturing like a very meticulous um like formulaic kind of uh d- d- development and promotion process you know they probably got down to a science yeah 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 and they're very helpful and anytime we need anything whether it's advice or just help with something or like hey we didn't understand something like they're always there man like like it you end up on something like this and you're just like oh my god like i always want to look professional and have the right answer and know everything but you can't you know what i mean and they're awesome about it and when you sit there and you're like oh my god it's metal blade like oh my god like they're 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 down to earth people everyone's been very helpful fair enough man yeah it's um uh definitely a big step and one more thing about the new album the last album was recorded by your drummer aj uh what about this this one forthcoming AJ recorded it, and Ryan Williams, who used to be in the Black Dolly Murder, uh, he works at Metal Blade. He mastered it because he does the studio as well. Shout out to Ryan. All right, great little in-house work, man. Do you want to touch on the artwork and maybe any of the any of the the, the like the lyrical kind of concepts or what the you know you've had you've had some like overarching concepts in the past, like with uh, Matricide, for instance, man. I don't know if you want, if there's similar thing at play yeah, I here. Mean, so the same guy that did Matricide and did uh, Malevolent Thoughts, uh, Pedro Cena, Cena, aka Lordigan Art, did the new record. And we just handed him the lyrics and some songs, and we did what we did with Malevolent. We were like, do whatever you want with it. We were looking for some of these colors, and he did it, and we were like, this is awesome. Can you do it a little bit like more abstract? And he was like, yeah, and then he sent it, and we were like, that's kind of what we were looking for. All I right. mean, we didn't know what we were looking for. We just wanted something that looked a little different from what we – like we didn't want to do the giant monster on the front this time or anything like that. Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, all right, so, so we'll be... we did that, and then uh, the lyrics are like all over the place for the most part. Like, uh, it's death metal, like you know what I mean. Like, like, like there's stuff on there that deals with like mental health stuff and like mental illness and depression and anxiety and stuff. And then there's like video game lyrics, mask that you might not realize it's about a video game. And then there's like. Dungeons and Dragons esque kind of lyrics in there about wizards and warriors kind of stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what are you going to write about? Did you ever play Dungeons and Dragons as a kid? No, nah. I did. I did, man. I got I got the books right over there. <laughs> you might want to edit that one out. Ah, no, that's dude. It's all good, man. You said I was going to get you back and make funny, but you don't got to do this to yourself. I, the listeners know, man. There's no, there's You're no. Like, Yo, I listen to Gore Grind and I play Dungeons and Dragons. There's no secrets. There's no secrets. Save some for the rest of us, will. There's, there's no secrets on the heavy. <laughs> no, if I really want no, to, that, dude, that's sick. Uh, you know, I mean, I play video games. I'm a fucking nerd. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. <laughs> I was just you know asking. I mean? No, I was there, we've had some listeners who do, and so I kind of, I kind of knew you were going to say no, man. Play me like that. It's all good. Um, I, I, I don't actually, and I. Yeah, no, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to start sneak this in just random Dungeons and Dragons players. Um, to make myself they better. might come see you with playing Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. There's, and, there's, next there's, thing you know, you got to whip out your Magic the Gathering card. 
There's, there's probably, <laughs> I actually, true story. She, I, she plays magic, so there's some songs about that kind of stuff. I sold a shoebox full of Magic the Gathering cards once, so I would have um, some money to to go on tour with when, in a in a band I used to be in, and I had I sold I sold a shoebox full of cards for like uh, I think I was like around two hundred fifty bucks, and the I guy, worth so much more now. You know, to be honest with you, the guy picked out two or three cards and told me that these were actually worth a little bit more, and gave me. And I looked it up. He gave, he did give me a fair price for them. But yeah, like that was that was probably like six or seven years ago. So they probably would have gained value, man. But I had to make room yeah, for yeah. all this, Rob. Look at this. Yeah. I, 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 look at this behind me. This is this is my legacy. This is what's going on my <laughs> ne- my ne- when I die, my nephew gets all these regurgitated. You know what's funny? That's funny. I have original like your original libido airbag CDs, bro. <laughs> Come on, that's my le- that's my legacy. It's like man, you were talking about you know parents <laughs> passing away, and you're like, oh man, like don't sell the tool, like like don't just throw the tools out. You know how much they're worth, and yeah. that's you with your CDs. You're like, don't throw the CDs out. Oh, that's the flesh grind demo. That's me with my video games. I'm like, dude, my yeah. nephew's gonna get all these things because he'll know what to do with it. I don't want somebody to be like, oh, yeah. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time with gold holographic front. That's it looks like trash. It's like, no, that's an original catasexual urge motivation demo. Do you know how much that's worth? <laughs> You'll get flagged by the FBI, but you can sell it on Discogs. Oh man. Oh, porno grind, man. You never had a porno grind phase either, huh? I'm assuming. No, no, no. Nope. I have no idea what you're talking about with that kind of stuff. I'm like, what, bro? Like, I, like. Yeah, like, but you came up in the slam scene, bro. You've seen some things. You've seen, no, yeah. no, I didn't really. Like, Like to me, like, like slam to me was like your devourments, your, your internal bleed-ins, like stuff like that. You know, your pyrexias, your suffos, you know, your gore vent. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're on the like, same. You know, it was just yeah. the standard stuff. Like I never dove into that stuff. Just like like I can't ever pretend that like I was super deep in the grindcore either. That like that was like I feel like I like what I like, and maybe I'm just not remembering all the bands that I used to like really be able to sit there and name. But like, <laughs> I guess I like all the stuff for the most part. I'm supposed to like, even though I like a lot of stuff, or I don't like a lot of stuff. I'm supposed to like. <laughs> I well see I like all that stuff you mentioned you know dysentery's great slam, um, you know but like where it lose here's what I'm gonna say and I think this like this there's a great generalization of like where slam and like anime and hentai and all that like where they make sense together the, if I act like I understand all that and I'm into it I feel like the Steve Buscemi hello fellow kids meme. You know, with the skateboard. Like, I can't act like I understand the anime, uh, you know, like, meme slam thing. I, it's just not, I, you know. Like I, I said, man, like, like, like to me, like, like I just I, I just never went into the underground, underground. Like, like I, and, like, I know people that, like, out there that love that stuff, and that's fine, but it was never for me. You're a better man for it, Rob. I salute you. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> In the words of Jay Z, Hove did that, so hopefully you don't have to go through that, man. You you don't want you don't want all this. Man. Um, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time with these CDs and demos behind me, Rob. Um, Dude, like, I mean, Mayo's got a massive sort of CD collection, and like that, all that shit's sick. It's just you know, like I I like what I like, and I and I'm I'm very thankful of my CD collection and, and my my vinyl collection and all that, but like I just. There's only so much room and so much money to spend on stuff. And, like, 
I, if I didn't get rid of every T-shirt I've had of every band, I, oh my god, I, w- I would need seven houses. But I feel like that's what I was always collecting was T-shirts and stuff. And as I get older, I'm just like, this one's fading, or I don't know, like this one's you know, you get older, you I, just, oh, your shit don't fit no more. <laughs> you got you got to uh, you got suck it up and be like, damn, I remember when I got that at <laughs> this fest, and it don't fit anymore, and you got to get rid of it. I see. I can't get rid of my shit because, like, there's any dude that I know, rock, I know that. Any, I know. any dude that wears four X in the scene, we know each other already. Like, we, we, we are. You know what I mean? Like, actually, there might be because usually when bands, you know this, Rob, when bands print four X, they print like two or three of them tops, and and us fat dudes are like, you know, we're like hungry, hungry hippos <laughs> trying to grab that shit when you drop it on fucking Bandcamp merch or whatever the fuck. Well, I don't. <laughs> like, like, I understand, and we always try to print it as much as we can because we know that them dudes are out there and and, and dude it, it's like it sounds so like corny but like your face lights up when you see that shit because you're like really like you thought of me and I, I and i like this band like, like you know what i mean like if you go to defeated sanity and see them and then you see a 4x shirt and you like it you're like i, I can buy this didn't didn't really, like, didn't see it by the way didn't see it by the way that, that i'm just to say oh wait a minute but then <laughs> but then it could also be used against you rob because there was one time that a band, I specifically asked if they had 4X shirts at the merch table, and the guy said, we have plenty, and then I came out to see him at St. Vitus, and they didn't have nothing, bro. You remember that? No, nah, remember- whatever band this was, probably <laughs> had someone buy the last one the night before. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, it's, you know, it is what it is, man. I know, like, I'm not, I, my, my New Year's resolution is to go to more shows and to put on more weight so I could be a 5X one day. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> I'd really be mad. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep going, dude. I've I don't want to blow up a spot. I have a friend, and he wears. He, he's a big guy, but he could probably get away with like four X like me. But he likes shit baggy, you know. He's he's from the hood, man. And he um, I grew up with him, and he he rocks like six X's, bro. He rocks like like big boy shit, like from the early two thousand, like on the wire. You know what I mean? Like that style. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, dude. Like like even for bands just printing stuff like that, like. It's nice to have it, but and I feel bad because I had this conversation with somebody because somebody will be like, I had somebody say like, you know, it sucks that bands charge more when they are bigger sizes like that, but the bands are paying more for that to be bigger because you're, you know, there's more material and more ink going on the shirt and all that stuff. So I'm like, but I've never heard anyone that's like getting the larger sizes bad because they're like happy to pay it because they found something that fits. I I absolutely am happy to pay it. See that's that's where I kind of flip because I had this conversation on tour once, and the one of the bands we were touring with was charging more for the big shirts, and all I'm gonna say now, dude, everyone's entitled to run their own band their own way, and I understand with this underground death metal thing, everyone's coming out of pocket at some point. You got to make every bit of that gas money. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't, but what I was we saying, don't charge, I'll charge for them. We we need it. What I was saying is. At the end of the day, if you're charging, most of these shirts you get made up for like five bucks a pop when you make the order, when it all breaks down. So if you like, like that, there are those couple of like 3X, 4X shirts cost like six or seven fifty for a pop, man, and you're selling them out for $20. Me, as a big dude, I let the big guys live and I just say $20. You know what I mean, man? And, and we'll eat that $250 because you're still making enough profit where it's like, all right, now. What I will say about that is none of my bands are regularly playing shows where we're getting merch cuts from the venue. 
and we're also not on the road for weeks and months at a time like a professional van touring band. So that's why I'm not going to sit here and like really polarize the issue. But that's my perspective. Yeah, but you're going, hey, when you do this all the time and it's your living, <laughs> you got to make money. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm like 99.9% .9 sure we don't upcharge because we're just like, like you said, we only get like five of them made. So like to me, like it's just eating it. It's fine. We can afford it. But uh, I want to know where you're saying you're selling shirts for twenty dollars for. <laughs> <In> this... <laughs> what? What? Why? What are you guys selling them for? Oh, I don't. I, I think I think twenty five or thirty, maybe. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, as again, you know, that sucks because you know. Look at the look at the venues you're playing at compared to where I'm playing. You know, what I mean, it's all a scale thing with these places because you know, that's how it is. Well, I mean, everyone's charging more for shirts, I feel like, nowadays. I mean, you remember, dude, I remember when shirts were like 8 or $10. Of course, of course. And I think my generalizing that shirts break down to $5 a pop is, is not fair either. Because when you're talking about shirts with multiple colors, back and front print, sleeve print, uh, whatever whatever type of quantities you're making up, shirts can break down to more than $5 a pop either. Like, again, I'm not trying to polarize this issue. That's just what I do because I don't want the fat guys out there to say I'm not showing love. You know what I'm saying, man? That's all. I think it's awesome when you see people have that kind of stuff, though. Because, like I said, I, I definitely got um, friends that are excited when they come up. And they're like, what? Like, like cause it is rare. Dude, I get excited. I've bought shit from bands I probably wouldn't normally rock their shit just because they got a cool shirt in my size, man. I mean, it, it is what it is, man. You know, we just, and, and, and again, this is such a fat guy conversation. It's funny, man. There's like size large listeners out there like, yo, this is a fat fucking conversation. What the fuck are we talking about here? Get on the fucking treadmill and buy an extra large, Will. But I'm just saying, but there's some fat people out there feeling me or some big bodybuilder dudes feel me too. Not for nothing. When we were in Wisconsin, with Exsanguinated, we sold out a lot of 3X shirts to, like, big fucking, like, MMA-looking dudes that were just, like, locals. It was a, it was like there was something in the water. So you also have those types, too, man. And those are the guys you want rocking your shit. You'll get a real... When you make the, the 3X and 4X shirts, you do get... You do occasionally, if you put on a good show and you're cool with people, you do get, get rid of a lot of those to the bouncers at these venues. That's happened to me a lot over the years. It's, you know, like I said, I just try to have the shirts there, you know what I mean? If, if, and, you know, sometimes you sell out because you're like, whoa, like, like, cool, you know, but it sucks because you can't just put an order in for five more, you know what I mean? Now you're going, shit, like. No, but, it's, it's... You know, it, it, I, I agree with you where it's just like, like have, it's better to have, to me, in my opinion, it's better to have them because I, I want anyone that likes my band and is willing to spend money on it or just wants to support to be able to have it, you know what I mean? So for me, like. We do what we can. Well, bro, with the way with the way Christmas and New Year's went for me, I'm about to order up a batch of Moomoo's. I'm going to see if Cold Cuts or uh, Optimistic Prince can, or Pyre Press. Somebody's got to have, some, like, the hospital gowns. I'm just going to get a batch of those and put the fucking logo, like, all over print. All over. You know what I mean? We'll see what we can do. <laughs> but listen, man, if people want cognitive merch, I know you guys use masker merch, right? To get back on the, yeah. on the topic right now, man. You got You got lots of drops there. Um, and you guys are, are regularly making new, I've, I mean, I've seen you guys have a lot of different designs come and go. I, I'm sure you're going to have some around the time when you're getting gearing up for the new album and all that. Uh, so I definitely want people to check that out. You talked about going to Europe with party cannon analepsy. When was that again coming up? Uh, it's going to be in May. May. And do we have a date for the new album dropping? Uh, we were told May 17th. So hopefully that's the, what it's supposed to be when this comes out. Hopefully that's all. May 17th. Okay, man. 
Um, fair enough. Uh, so I'm just trying to review for the uh, for the listeners now, of course, to check out for the new album Abhorrence on Metal Blade Records, May 17th. Um, people over overseas in Europe can check and see if uh, you guys are going over to their their part of town um, and check that out and drive six hours like the Canadians do. Rob, in the next, oh, you know what I wanted to ask you, man. You guys recently played. In addition to all these um, illustrious uh, touring uh, um, uh, support uh, uh, chances and opportunities your band has taken, you recently played that place Salty's Bar in New Jersey, right? We didn't get to play because oh, okay. our drummer contracted COVID. Sorry. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. But, oh, I'll do, uh, oh. Yeah, we didn't get to play that show. Um, that would have been cool. But, yeah, we didn't get to play. And then... Uh, we played with Horrendous and Outer Heaven at Underground Arts in Philly for Horrendous's album release tour. Okay, man. So, yeah, Horrendous is on that album release tour. Now I gotta try to get some of those guys back in. Um, and uh, all due respect to Salties, I was gonna ask you about that venue because I noticed they've been popping off lately and having shows. Um, kind of a new venue in. Or I heard it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd love to get down there at some point. Um, shout to Gutter. We recently had Gutter on uh, for the first time on the podcast. Man, that was an epic moment here for Christmas. Christmas of Gutter Christ. Um, so Rob, I've had you on for a while now. I appreciate your time. We talked about your upcoming album and your tour. Like I just said, you're not one to really work on side projects and be in other bands. Like Cognitive is your main gig but i mean is there anything else you're trying to plug and promote i know that you do a lot of behind the scenes stuff in the scene but i don't i don't know if it's stuff that i can blow up your spot about you know no 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 i, I do like it's just cognitive you know I, I just do that in real life you know work and all that stuff has been it's either band stuff like it's been interesting because when we got home from that analepsy tour in august we were like yo Let's just worry about filming the music videos and the playthroughs and, and get the art done and get the promo photos done. So like we haven't played or been on tour, I should say, since August. And it's kind of been nice to have the break and just focus on like personal life stuff for everyone and, and mm. stuff like that and just take a step back from the band for a little bit. But it's exciting. Everyone's like, all right, dude, like I'm ready to get back out there now. Like well, I don't ever went this long without playing. <laughs> Wow. Well, fair enough, man. Sometimes you got to recharge the batteries. Um, my bands have been fairly inactive uh, for the holidays and don't have much planned, and I've been kind of trying to take that opportunity to charge the batteries and whatnot. I, I know what you're saying. Um, so with that in mind, Rob, uh, I'm going to go where I've gone with you twice before in the past. Now, I'm going to ask you to recommend one older and one newer album or demo or whatever you want by whoever you want metal or otherwise just something from back in the day something a little bit more recent no strict rules man let's just talk music okay so i'm gonna do alice in chains dirt wow okay all right possibly the greatest cd ever written That's... we're gonna go with that i think i think i have it on cassette right here rob hold on <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do up there. All right, I'm not. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go up there, man. It's up. It's up on the top shelf. Hey, they're, 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 they're it's al- top shelf metal. That's why. Like you need that. They're alphabetized, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man, for new stuff, I I, I got a couple. I, I, I they're tied, man. I, I really got to do this. Is uh, I'm I gotta highly recommend uh, Sleep Token. Take me back to Eden, the new record. Yeah, you were talking about them. Of the year. You were talking about them before. <laughs> um. I really like them too. I think it was two singles that uh, Knock Loose put out. 
Yeah, they're on my list now. I got to check them out. And I want to make sure I'm not getting it mixed up. Hold on one second. I want to make sure I'm not mixing it up. See if it was the wrong year or not. So now I'm going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. You you already do. It's all good. I'm checking. I'm just making sure because uh, <laughs> some of that new Conway the Machine and the West Side Gun stuff. You've been telling me about them. You've been on those guys for a while, man. Yeah, I, I, I got to get into – yeah, hip-hop and hardcore are two areas where I'm very much stuck in the past. People recommend me a lot of modern stuff, and I got to get into that one day, man. I got to, you know. I know, I know you're still into that. I know, and, I, dude, obviously, shout out to him. It's like, man, I don't know anyone that loves Guru and, and fucking Gangstar more than you, man. Yeah, I love your Gangstar. Guru is one of the fucking best, man. Love Gangstar. Anything DJ Premier produces, man. Yeah, DJ Premier does so much awesome stuff. So many awesome beats. Been going back and getting into some old Alchemist stuff, like looking up mixtapes, man. I'm very much stuck in the '90s and that old school mentality. And, I, and I'm not saying there's there, like there's plenty of great stuff nowadays. I just, you know, it is what it is, man. I spend so much time trying to keep abreast of death metal and that kind of and you know my lane of things, man. There's only so much, you know, nowadays, dude. Unless you're a teenager. Or someone who can just like literally be on online all day, you know. What I mean, I got dude, I got a job. You know what I mean, man. I'm, I get tired. Dude, you you know? gotta pay for that CD collection somehow, Some, I mean. dude. Something's <laughs> got to pay off this Discogs account I got. Come on, man. I'm trying to. I'm buy- telling you, man. You got to check out that Griselda stuff. All them guys are awesome. I think it's right up your alley. Fair enough. Now put the heavy D uh, and the um, uh, organized confusion down for a few minutes, and I'll check out something more recent, man. Um, all right, sweet. So. What about what's going on? Do you keep up with Philly rappers, man? Um, I, like I can't pretend that like I'm like tapped into like all that like like who's doing what behind the scenes and stuff like that. I can't act like that. Like I would never front like that. That um, dude, there's Arab, bro. Arab, bro. What? Oh, Arab, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck? I I mean, you can Shout watch out to Mike Mayo. That's like his favorite. Oh yeah, I mean, he's a crazy he's a crazy rapper, but like. Um. Oh uh, yeah, his rap. His rap's wild. I I I was into a lot of his Sorry, shit. I Sorry, my, my my fucking computer just went off. It was right. like a commercial popped up. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was nuts on his raps. But like that was the thing. He was like his his interviews and his raps put him away, dude. That you could watch the little like documentaries of that guy just like saying shit in his interviews that got used against him in court. It's crazy, man. He uh, it's a crazy story. Yeah, uh, Mayo loves that guy. Mayo yeah. loves that guy. Gotta get shout out to Mayo. I gotta get Mayo back on here. He understands that he respects the CD collection. Um, oh, he he would he would flex on yours, <laughs> dude. You want to talk flex? I had you might appreciate this, Rob. I found seventy five dollars worth of Cabela's gift cards when I was cleaning out. Shout out to my dad. Rest in peace. You're, you're spending money. You're you're losing money not spending it, dude. 
No, I bought. I I don't I don't want to talk too much about what I bought, man. I just some some light prepper stuff for for the end of the world. Oh, uh, you should. You gotta make sure you got a real tree camo <laughs> jacket at least, man. Oh yeah, dude. I, well, you're I, a mossy oak guy. You a mossy oak guy? I got car, dude. Because Carhartt's making the big boy sizes for every. That's if you'll notice, man. Carhartt is everywhere now. It's now like total normie shit for everyone to be rocking Carhartt, man. I I because they're like. I feel like that's definitely always been acceptable in Philly because like you can't. I don't think you're allowed in Wawa unless you're wearing a fucking car heart and eating your dinner off the trash can lid to my knowledge unless you're part of a trade union or your big boy from outcast you're not really you shouldn't really be rocking car heart but it's more acceptable nowadays i true story dude people know i work um i work with a sensitive population in my day job i was i'm not going to get into it too much but i i a human being did bite me before the holidays um that happened this carhartt hoodie protected me bro so i actually felt like bro you know sometimes in the back of your mind you're like yo i'm not a plumber i'm not you know i'm out i'm not outdoors with the leaf blower or the the chainsaw like i can't rock the carhartt now i'm like yo this actually is for my job this does this does protect me on the on the job so i can at least say that um, the Timberland boots are just old nineties hip hop though. I got no excuse. Man, you're going for, for all the sponsors. I can see you over here. Actually, I, dude, <laughs> I, if I, if they sent me a yo, pair yo, of Rolex, Rolex always keeps me on time with this podcast, <laughs> bro. I haven't, I only get a pair of Timberland boots once every six or seven years after I pay off a car note. And then I don't, then I, then it's, then it's not, it's only if I can pay off my, a car note, then I celebrate with a pair of Timbos and then it's on to the next car note after I crash that vehicle. In a drunken rage. Speaking of crashing in a drunken rage, Rob, um, we're nearing the hour mark here, man. It's been great catching up with you, having you on the show. Try not, I'm trying not to slip out of podcast mode and get reckless. But um, I, I hope I hope we see each other in person. We could play some shows this year. Happy New Year, and I wish you and all the rest of the guys in Cognitive the best of luck with Abhorrence and with going to um Europe to spread the abhorrence and all that sort of thing. Metal Blade artist cognitive. Very proud uh to say that as a friend who's followed your band for a long time, man. Any parting shots for me or or uh, parting words for fans of cognitive and listeners of the podcast? Not just thanks for everyone for the support. You know, I appreciate your friendship. You always being there, always come out and see us when we're in fucking New York. It's always fucking sick seeing you and you know thankful for all the opportunities ahead and just keep an eye on the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter and all that stuff and the metal blade channel for stuff coming out. And, uh, hopefully we're going to see everyone on the road and, you know, check out Rick and Aura if you're into like farming and stuff like that, for sure. Flannels on stage always looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Except for me, dude, I'll, I- I'll get a heat stroke, man. Yeah. But, but no, uh, yeah, you got, you can't rock the flannel. You got to rock Carhartt only now. So yeah, yeah, I got to rock. Yeah, all right, I got to like like a Carhartt Richard Richard Simmons gear, so I don't overheat on stage. Listen, man, we got we got to wrap this up before it gets too crazy. Um, Rob, we'll, we'll keep our eyes for you guys out there in Cognitive, man. All the best to you and your bandmates, uh, and you and anyone from the band is invited back on whenever you want. You know that, man. Yeah, thank you, Will. Northgate Electric Supply on there. They must have given this is like a service 
award knife. Like the size of your, that's like you give that to, that's another one for like if you have a hamster that turns out to be some sort of warrior or something right. like that. But that's the kind of, if you evolve that knife like a Pokemon, you'll get a regular knife. Yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll turn into the one with the spike on it. Oh, God, man. A lot of knives, dude. A lot of weirdo knives in here, man. Um, all right, but listen. I just wanted to share that. Uh, it says a lot about... It says a lot about my family, that my my father and my uncle who married into the family, who was not related to him or did not grow up to him, but they're, like, their biggest collection was fucking knives. My uncle, my uncle had crazy guns and uh, all sorts of shit, too, man, allegedly. Um, but that's, that's in a different country too. So, um, uh, no problems there, but, um, uh, shout to Rob Wharton. Great talking to Rob Wharton and catching up with him. Um, and shout to his parents, man. I also had the pleasure of meeting his father several times. He's a good guy. Hooked me up with a nice, um, uh, little, uh, bacon, lettuce, tomato on the white toasts. You know what I'm saying? On a oh, nice yeah. breeze, breezy afternoon. You know, it's a beautiful sit outside on the back patio with that and, cat comes over and he wants some and you say no no little guy that's not gonna happen watch out for that squirrel with the fucking ice pick over there in the leather case um but anyway another these are all ancient long island relics these knives um but i procured another ancient long island relic maybe for those who aren't into knives but still know what we do here on the heavy hole podcast did you have a chance to check it out tom i did yes um wow wild right nice nice and slappy um, unexpected, uh, kind of a, a bit of, I'm going to say kind of like a white whale of collectors, um, for collectors in this day and age of, uh, this, this like Long Island death metal that has been thoroughly explored. I remember a time where I never thought that, um, uh, repudiation would be, like the uh, the the revered band it is in like the underground guttural slam scene, and I you know I'm, I'm glad that that's occurred. But um, Brian Wishin and uh, uh, Matt Ferrara, rest in peace, were famously in a band called Mangled um, before Repudiation that had a few demos out, but they seem to have kind of been like lost to time. There, it's there's nothing on Discogs. It's never really been reissued. You don't really. It's it's been so about ten months ago. Apparently, according to the upload, Spiral of Eternity YouTube channel loaded up the mangled, mutilated sexual orifice full demo, um, along with some uh, outtakes from other recordings uh, that were broadcast on a local radio station at at the end. So this is like a very cult release for uh, underground death metal heads uh, who know about the Long Island stuff, who know about internal bleeding and then ventured into repudiation and entorturement and all that sort of thing. This Mangled demo is fucking... It's really good. I want to say it's even tighter than most of Repudilation's output, respectfully, even though I'm a Repudilation fan. Um, yeah, I mean, you can make an argument. I, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's good. I only gave it one listen-through. Um, and I was, I was captured by it. It's raw enough. Um, it's in your face. It's very of the time. It sounds like 95. Um, but in all ways charming. Um, it's got that, like I said before, it's got that slappy kind of clangy bass thing that almost, uh, is like the defining characteristic beyond songwriting. If that's, I don't know, that might be a bit bold to say it's 
defining a characteristic through base, which is kind of, uh, it's a bit much. I'm rambling now, but I, I did do this, man. Not wrong. I don't think you're wrong because what you're getting at there is uh, that typical internal bleeding inspired groove. This sounds like a band directly inspired by older classic internal bleeding recordings um, prior to Extinction of Benevolence. Whereas Reputilation was going a different, more guttural, exaggerating the slams route. I do like Reputilation, but what they were doing with Mangled, it sounds um, just a little bit more in the pocket for that internal bleeding worship, man. This was so fucking cool to hear and to see an upload of it after all these years. Uh, it's kind of like a legendary underground demo um you know what i mean so i'll just leave it there and say rest in peace to matt ferrara brian wishing the doors always open on this podcast we got to reach out to him eventually and uh apologies to dave because i probably should have waited for dave gladding to be on the show to bring this up because he grew up with, with uh a bunch of guys involved um with that whole scene over there man but we'll talk about it we probably have talked about mangled on, on the show with him ready but i wanted to run this past you tom um, kind of a cool Long Island relic that 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 you don't really that doesn't even come up in conversation all the time, you know. Hey, I, this I, is new to me, and uh, I appreciate you recommending it, and I'm sure the audience uh, will dig it too. Let's check it out. Very tight. Yeah, um, that's that's something sick for the uh, the Long Island groove heads out there. <clears throat> and like I said, I just think there's something about that. Whereas Reputilation, I always compared a little bit to maybe some of the more ignorant afterbirth parts and devourment. Um, uh, this this demo rings a lot, rings very true of that old internal bleeding stuff to me, man. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, and I got one more thing <laughs> I found in my dad's stuff. Uh, allegedly not a weapon. I remember, look at that. You ever seen a mag light that big? No, actually. And I, that I every is, time I've seen a big mag light, I go, wow, I need to buy one. And then I forget. That is like over a foot long. It's probably about 14 inches long mag light. I think it, it takes six. Um, six D batteries? Six D batteries. Yeah, dude, this is heavy. <laughs> this is fucking heavy, bro. Still, uh, does it still work, man? I think I got to change the batteries. But um, my dad used to carry this in his truck when he drove a box truck around New York City and different trucks around New York City all the time, man. Because, you know, it's I mean, he used to I think he said the cops carry these too, man. But this is like a, um, you know, and, and this is pretty heavy in a, in a, in a, you know, in a flash. You know what I mean? Yeah, no I, mean, pun intended. Well, I hate to say it again, but sometimes you'll find yourself in a self-defense situation. Yeah, so this 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 comes out with me too, man. I, I bring this on the road just in case I ever need to shed some light on the situation, man. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah, so that, that about does it, man. Big shout out to Rob Wharton and his dad. Um, Tom, uh, thank you very much for joining me and indulging me in all this uh, reckless knife and weapon talk. 
uh, this Fun. evening, man. Um, but I, I, you know, it's it's. I, I was going through this stuff, man. I, th- I thought it was very like black metal. I felt like I was in mayhem or something while I was going through this stuff. You yeah, know? I mean, they were big on knives. <laughs> oh, uh, did you ever end up? Did you see? We talked about this years ago when it came out. Did you see that movie, Lords of Chaos? Yeah, it's. Um, I saw it. It's fine. Like I wasn't really. I I know yeah. the story. I yeah. I, I know it's not all that true the story there's like a comic element to it yeah uh it's it's all right like i don't know it's not really worth getting worked i think um you know as much as i like listening to black metal the one thing i inherently don't like about black metal is about how serious the people take themselves Mm. um i've been very fortunate i've mentioned before i'm hanging out with a bunch of dudes who are into black metal they're not that serious about it they're just like drinking beer and having a good time but man like yeah when you like, i don't know when you uh, like safeguard something that a bunch of teenagers did you know 30 years ago and treat it like it's um not open to any interpretation it's kind of a buzzkill if i do say so myself so you know whatever i would i would honestly say see it knowing that you're not going mm. to get your um internet fantasy fulfilled truly wow. you're just gonna watch a movie i see i have like no interest in it because i know it's kind of like goofy and not you know very true to the story it it's you true know? enough and um it's it's what's his name uh jonas auckland the guy who was the drummer of bathory who directed it um and he did he did a bunch of music videos but he did this movie spun with mickey rourke and um Jason Schwartzman and John Lugazamo and Brittany Murphy way back yeah. in the day, like mid nineties. And, uh, that movie was great. So, I mean, it's fun. It's weird. It's, it's fucked up. It's not a, it's not a perfect movie by any means, but it, I really liked yeah. what he did in that movie. And that made me want to go see his take on Lord's chaos. I hear you. I hear you. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't want, it's almost like Hollywood's going into my record collection at that point. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want the, the the peas and the mashed potatoes to meet on that. Point, sure. Bro. Yeah. No. No. I. I, I don't I, know. I, hey, I respect it. If you don't. If If you'd like to remove yourself from the situation, totally valid. Well, it's you know it's kind of like I don't want that to affect my listening to those records or how I view that the music in a way. Like I'd rather. I like I watched. You know what? I rewatched a few days ago until the light takes us. Yeah, documentary. That's, a, that's an interesting one. That captures the mood well. Yeah, um, like that I at least feel is like the intent is more to tell tell the story, uh, you know, like a little bit sure. truer to how it happened than than um uh just making a movie based on it, you know. That's that's kind of the thing. I don't know, man. But um I mean, it's got some even... creative freedoms and it's like I said, it's not a great movie, but you yeah. you need to take freedoms if you're going to make art. So yeah, that I can yeah. at least appreciate. I like freedom. That's why I have yet to stab ex-bandmates of mine. Certainly. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. It's all a joke, man. We have a good time here on every old podcast. Uh, um, listen, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to Rob Wharton. Um, uh, catch us on that heavy hole podcast at gmail.com. If you got an email, the voicemail should be in the description wherever you're listening to this. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, Tom, what, what else? What, anything else? Did I miss anything? We got Mangled. We got Rob Warden. We, we, oh, my goodness, We, we tuned man. it up. 
yeah, I got, I'm, I'm ready to go over here if shit jumps off, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're extra protected right now. And, um, <laughs> I know? didn't show you. Yeah, I didn't show you the whole arsenal. <laughs> it's a good but, thing it's audio only. Yeah, Some yeah, of those yeah, knives yeah, yeah. Pretty questionable. Yeah, no. Good thing it's not smell of vision, bro. I take advantage of Zoom meetings nowadays, man. <laughs> like, like, all those work from home people know what I'm talking about, man. I trust. I, I assure you, I am wearing pants, though, Tom. I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there, man. Um, what well, else? Shout to shout, well, while we're here. Shout to Justin. Yeah, thank you to Justin. For, I haven't talked to him in a while, man. I hope he's okay. Uh, he's always sending yeah, he, me the artwork from wherever in the world he's at. He texted me the other day. He's uh, looking to do a road trip down to Savannah, probably in uh, April. We'll see. I was gonna say I'm, I'm waiting for him to walk in the door behind you, like he's there. You know. Yeah, and, and fucking do his fucking Ric Flair thing on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. We'll see. But uh, yeah, right, man, man. anytime you want to come down, let me know. I'll let you know, man. I usually don't go out of state unless I'm accompanied by an entourage of like four to five smelly musicians. They can come to van. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, know um, funny enough, uh, Morbicon is playing down here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to them. We just had... We just had Scotty Heath from Tank Crimes. I think he's going to be traveling with them. Oh, well, then I'll see him there. Um, yeah. They're playing yeah. the Wormhole, which is a questionable place. Oh, oh boy. Uh, but it's a good time. That's actually, it's a fun area. Wormhole's a little strange. Um, good band, but not affiliated with the venue. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. man, I love, actually, that new Wormhole album's very sick. Beautiful, but we got to get them back on. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Speaking I'm excited to see, you know, uh, Phil will come down and I don't know, maybe my pool will be done by then and I'll invite the boys over, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, man. It's funny how we get, we, we talk Rob Warren and then we get all the way, we all comes back to wormhole. Like, you know, that's cause those, those guys are all, you know, they're, yeah. they're play, they play, they, those guys play in his band and they're back and forth filling, you know, Rob's got a lot of people in that, the, uh, the old cognitive there, man. He's good. It's, it's like a, uh. Uh, what do they say in those old commercials? An army of one. Yeah, 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 yeah